Welcome to another inspiring podcast from C3 New Hope. For more information about our church and its locations, please visit our website at c3newhope.com.au. Holy Spirit is here and He's moving and I'm so excited. I love this series that we are doing. Um, It's called The Butterfly Effect. And it's all about transitioning our lives. It's all about um, adjusting our daily habits to be in line with Him so we can change and become more like Jesus. So if you want to turn with me to John chapter 15, verses 5 and 6. Hmm. Alrighty. I'm going to just repeat what I said. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. They're really strong words, aren't they? It's a beautiful illustration, but they're really strong words. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire and burned. Oh, How many of you, when you walk through life, feel like you've been burnt? I know I have. You feel withered, you feel like, oh my goodness, when, when am I going to shift this? When am I going to see the light at the end of the tunnel? Did you know that branches on a grapevine have two purposes? Two purposes. They, one purpose is to produce the fruit and the other purpose is to produce good quality fruit. Um, It's incredible how Jesus used this illustration. We've all heard it before. Yes, yes, I get it. The vine, the branches, we're connected. However, it goes so much more deeper than that. What I love about this is we are designed to be with Him, to remain in Him, and a branch on a grapevine, like grapevines, grow high and wide across the vineyard. They grow high and wide. So not only does He want us to produce the fruit, He, want, he wants the fruit to grow high and wide, high and wide. That is so the best quality fruit, the best grapes come out of that harvest. Now, this amazes me. As I started pressing in a few weeks ago about rhythms with Jesus, this is what we're going to be talking about this afternoon, being in rhythm, being in direct connection with Him daily. I didn't know this, but there is a cycle when it comes to a grapevine. There is a cycle when it comes to this specific plant or fruit tree, whatever you would like to call it, a vine, 
And you may have heard me say, who do life with me, um, say there's no coincidences in God. Things can't just happen. God has always had a design. He's always had a blueprint. He's always had a backup plan to things. And there's always a reason why things happen. And during this cycle, as I was researching the grapevine, there are actually seven cycles to this grapevine. Now, number seven is God's number. It is a heavenly number. And not only does this cycle have to go through the whole thing before the grape appears off the branch, it actually, each stage, the passing of each stage announces the beginning of a new stage. So the cycle doesn't stop and start, stop and start through each like stage. It actually has to pass through each stage, but the end of one stage, the next stage has to start before that one finishes. Are you following me? Yeah? The stages overlap each other in the grapevine process. We don't really need to know the stages of the grapevine. It's very in-depth. It's all about flowering and initiation and berry development. But my point is, there is a constant flow. There is a constant rhythm that is occurring before the branch, I guess, bursts that berry the grape. Now, this is amazing because just before the seventh stage um, finishes, something has to happen to the grape to appear. The branch actually has to yield to the vine. Yield means um, giving up in pressure, um, breaking everything out before the harvest happens, before the yield happens. The yield is the ability to produce the fruit. So another word for yield actually means surrender. So the branch has to surrender to the vine for the vine to make the branch produce the fruit. How beautiful is that? I know it's very in-depth, but there is a point. I get so excited about this because then I was like, oh my goodness, all right, so like what happens? How does this like occur? And then I was researching the farmers and the vineyards and the way this occurs is through a rhythm of water. So living water actually has to pass through each stage of the grapevine process for the branch to yield. There are specific amounts of water that need to be placed over the branch in each stage to, for the branch to actually yield, to give up, to surrender, to produce the fruit. Living water. Living water. Who's our living water? 
Jesus. So we're talking about creating a rhythm in life with Him. And He's talking about how He is a vine and we are the branches. To help us create that rhythm where water is flowing in each stage of our life, we need to equip ourselves. We need to do things to allow that process to happen. We need living water throughout our days, throughout our seasons for us to produce fruit and good quality fruit. And then as soon as we get the amount, the correct amount of living water inside of us, that's where we have to surrender to it. No matter what we're facing, no matter how heavy or dark something is, he has a plan. He has a backup plan. And what I love about this before I move on is the purpose for us is just to connect with Him. That's all He wants is that connection with Him. And we get so many distractions. I know when I'm going through a hard time and the Holy Spirit's calling me, I avoid it. I avoid His presence. Or I fill my time up with other things because I don't know where to look. So as soon as we detach ourselves off the vine, we wither or we burn. We get taken off the vine and we get thrown into fire. It's really like when you think about it, we need to be in constant, constant relationship with Him a constant rhythm, a constant flow for us to produce that fruit. All through biblical history, all through mankind, He has always had a plan to communicate to His sons and daughters. He's always found a way, all through the old covenant, to connect with His people. He lost that connection in the garden. He lost that time with Adam and Eve as they walked through the garden at night of an evening. He lost that. Our God who created us in His image is yearning, is wanting us, is drawing us in. And then on top of that, He sends His Son. And when we ask Jesus into our heart, when we call on Him as our Saviour, he sort of gives us eternal life. We are reborn, born again, and then we live eternally. We are born of imperishable seed. So we can't, if we cut ourselves off to that eternal life here on earth, we actually, I don't want to know well, I know where we go. However, I know this is really, really heavy this afternoon, but we need to be, like, there is like a must, a yearning for us to remain in Him. However, He's gentle. He's kind. He's, he's patient with us. He knows His Son became a human, like he, he was here on earth with us. So how can we allow the flow of water to come through each stage, each season, whether it's a season of heaviness, whether it's a season of joy, whether it's a season of breakthrough, how can we continue this flow 
in our lives? Well, I did some more research. <laughs> um, there's one more thing in a vineyard. Some people might know this. It's called a trellis. There is something called a trellis in a grapevine. And that is a structure, a piece of wood, wooden structure or metal structure that allows the branches to grow alongside it to support the branch. It's not connected to the vine. The vine is life. The vine is God. He's the one that created the humans to create the trellis. It is only for the branch, to guide the branch to grow high and wide in Him. High and wide in Him. This trellis creates a rhythm for us. Are you trying to get a, like a picture? Picture it in your mind. There's the vine, the thick brown structure that has all the life in it. And then behind the vine is this trellis. And this trellis, along this trellis is all the branches. And this trellis helps us. This trellis supports us for the rhythm that we can have or the rhythms we can have in life. How can we create rhythms with Jesus? How can we create connection with Jesus when everything's falling apart? Or we just need to push in and just desire Him more. How do we do it? Because, you know, I can tell you there have been moments where I know the promises, I love the Lord, I meet with Him daily, but there are moments where the world, life can get you really down. Life can get you to the point where you can't get yourself back up. You want to be in the fire so how can you, I guess, how can you build that rhythm with Jesus? Ask yourself, how can we do it? I have four points to give you, but I'd really love for you to just get your pen and paper out because this is really good, actually. I like it. It's good. I think I'm talking more to myself. Um, number one, value. We need to know our value in Jesus. We need to know that it's not about performance. It's not about production. It's not about doing all these things so we can get into heaven. It is literally to know that our Father loves us. It doesn't matter what you do, how you do it, how much you do it. We just need to be reminded that if we stopped today, if we stopped everything we were doing for Jesus, He would still love us more than anything. Value. We need value in our lives to create a rhythm with Jesus. Number two, we need a trellis. We need a support system in place to create our life so it's supported to the life we have with Jesus. Now the trellis isn't for the vine and the trellis isn't for the rhythm. It's for you and I, the branches. That's the only purpose to the trellis. So we have value, we have trellis. And number three, 
surrender, surrender. We need to allow God to lead us. And I know that sounds, oh, Jess, we know that. We need to allow God to lead us in the times we can't do it, in the times we don't even want Him to lead us. We need to yield. Now, the rhythm is seeking His presence. It's allowing that living water to flow through us. But we need to surrender it. We need to allow God to move through and lead us day by day. Have um, you ever been in a season of your life where God has placed something in your heart, whether it's to go to church for a specific reason or you feel like you don't need to go to church, but it's like, no, 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 I know I need to go to church. Or to position yourself with beautiful, faithful people so you can just get something. Or a a space in your world where you go to, a longing or a desire that you've just felt drawn to go to God. I'm sure there are many moments in your life where you've you've had sort of a pull towards Him. These pulls all through your seasons, all through your life, It's God um, opening up an avenue for you to be in rhythm with Him. So those desires, those longings, instead of getting distracted or looking at our circumstances, we need to use those. We need to, to really capture the sensitivity of the, pre- the presence of God, the Holy Spirit. Um, What can you do to support this? What can you do if you have this desire or longing to do this? How can we um, keep moving forward in the heaviness of the world? We have value. We have trellis, which is a supportive structure. We have surrender, which is leading you day by day, as in leading, letting God lead you day by day. But then these longings and desires that I've been talking about, how do you, I guess, um, move towards that desire or longing? Number four, choice. You actually have to make a choice. You actually have to say, I'm pushing in and I'm pushing past. Value, trellis, surrender and choice. We need to choose to give into those desires, those longings to be with Him. He is leading us. He actually is leading us. Yes, He waits for us. However, we are born of imperishable seed. We are born again. He is living internally with us, which means we actually have that connection with Him and He's drawing us in. We are like He's longing and we are longing to be together, both Him and yourself. The vine, I am the vine, you are the branches. If a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. This rhythm of living water needs to continue. It needs to continue because at the end of your life, If you don't shift something and you don't choose, if you don't choose to be with Him, you will get to the end of your life and realise, 
oh my goodness, I've lived this life without him. Like, there's just so much emptiness when you think about that. There's so much emptiness and sadness if you actually think, oh my goodness, if I don't draw into those longings and desires, then what else is there for my life? All right, so I've got some tips to help us now. Um, The question you have to ask yourself is, what do you want to do with God? What do you actually want to do? It's not about a have to, it's a what do you want to do with God when you connect with Him? I know I love getting into the Word of God. I love being taught by the Word of God. That's why I love teaching when... um, I have the opportunity to preach. That's my sweet spot. I love just getting in and writing Scripture down and researching. That's what I love to do with God. But it could be putting on some worship. It could be resting in His presence. It could be coming to church and having a beautiful conversation with a friend who loves the Lord. What is it that you want to do with God? That's the question you have to ask before you start creating a rhythm in your life that is healthy to be with Him. We probably have many rhythms. You have many rhythms in your life that are either with Him or not with Him. Really, that's the truth. There are many habits, there are many things you do without Him in your life. So where do we start? How do we start to create this rhythm with Him, to do things with Him? I'm telling you, human beings are funny. If we get an inspiring message or we go to a conference or we have someone speak into us, we get inspired and then we reach for the stars. We reach for something that is so far above what our capability is. And then I don't know about you, I fail at day three or kind of fail. And then at day five, I give up, I'm a failure. And then the enemy comes in, there's condemnation. Well, you didn't do this, so how can you call yourself a child of God. That happens to us. You know it happens to us. That, that thought, that negative thought process comes in. So where do we start? Well, what do we want to do with God? It starts small. It starts so small. It's about that connection. Just like what we did just before where we just soaked in His presence. It starts small. It's a few minutes of rhythm a day. Just one practice to connect with God. That's what we have to do. So we have to examine ourselves and look at what we do every day. We go simple and we attach it to something we already do. Um... There was a season in my life a few years ago uh, where I didn't remain in Him. I didn't intentionally do this. However, um, I had four little kids. My husband was working night shift, as you know, and I was getting frustrated with life. And instead of turning to my Bible every morning, so I would make a cup of tea, one child was up, I'd still, you know, get into the Word. And instead of doing that, 
I was so overwhelmed and so angry and so bitter towards certain things that I just started picking my phone up every morning and scrolling through social media aimlessly, just aimlessly for a few weeks. I would just scroll. I just was watching everyone else live their life and I stopped. I stopped my rhythm with Jesus. So my healthy rhythm turned into a rhythm that wasn't of Him. And as soon as I stopped it, as weeks went by, I got angrier, I got bitter, I lashed out at everybody. Everyone I spoke to, it was like, it was my defence mechanism. I just would just tear shreds off them. (laughs) Um, And it was all because I didn't remain in the vine. I didn't allow that living water to come through my life to produce that good fruit. Instead, I was withering. I was probably the ashes in the fire at the time. But one day I just couldn't do it anymore. I felt like the life just had been sucked out of me. And I knew my word. I was praying. I used to, you know, I... I I would diligently read my word, but I detached myself off the vine. I detached my life source and I wasn't producing fruit. My fruit was anger. Um, And just one morning I woke up and I was just so emotional. I knew I couldn't do anything. I literally, it actually says here, it says, apart from me, you can do nothing. I literally was doing nothing. I was going around in circles and it was just a cycle for me. And then one morning I woke up and I cried out to God. I finally attached myself. It was probably like this little like bud, I guess, I put back into the vine. And I cried out to Him and I said, Lord, what have I done? What have I done wrong? And I felt the presence over me. I was in bed, squished, children one side, children the other, crying. Josh was still not home from night shift, so I didn't want to wake the kids because then I'd have to do it all by myself. Like, it was just a cycle. And I called out to him and I said, Lord, what have I done wrong? What have I done wrong? And his presence just fell on me. I just sat there or laid there. And then I just started thanking him. It was like this prompting this desire and it wasn't him telling me it was my spirit talking to his spirit and I just started thanking him for my four beautiful children thanking him for my husband that does everything thanking him for all the goodness in my world for me waking up and having health and those last like those few minutes that went by it was only a few minutes I got up And I felt good. I felt like I could start the day. And then I did it the next day and the next day and the next day. And it was only for a few minutes. That's all I could do. I was like, the kids, work, everything was just on top of me. But eventually I put the phone down. The phone went back on the charger away from the bed. And my Bible was replaced. I didn't read the Bible. It was just next to my bed. And I would just start... Every morning I'd say, thank you, Lord, for my husband. And these moments 
came flooding back. The living water started flowing again. And as I got up and started my day, I felt good. I felt like I wasn't going around in circles. The anger started disappearing. And then I started developing a new rhythm with Jesus, a new rhythm. Attach it to something that you do. Everyone wakes up in the morning. Everyone has a few seconds where no one disturbs them. Like, find something in your day and attach the rhythm, the connection you have with Jesus. Attach it to that. Then it started... I got up, I squeezed out of bed to not wake the children up. I'd walk down the hall and I'd open two blinds and they were sliding blinds so I'd be really careful making sure the children wouldn't wake up and I'd look out on my, outside my window and we live in a two-storey house so we had a beautiful view of the skyline and I'd look out there and I'd see the sun rising or the sun's risen and I would just say, thank you, Lord. And then I started praying for my children again and then I started praying for my husband again and it was only a few minutes every day. I'd look out this window and I just started praying again. I just started connecting with him again. And that's when, as soon as I started this cycle, this rhythm, things started coming back to life the branches started having green leaves on them again, started producing fruit. Um, Can I just grab? Yeah. I love how God works. Like, yes, we know the verse, I am the vine, you are the branches. But it's just so much more deeper and detailed than that. If you even look down like into the last verse of this chapter of 15, it says, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you to go and bear fruit, fruit that lasts. Then the Father will give you what, sorry, then the Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. This is my command, love each other. We hope you've been encouraged by this message. For more information about C3 New Hope and its locations, visit our website at c3newhope.com.au.